Gang, we're back for January's episode of Gone Ox Lair, the second episode of this bumper batch. And it's the one mainly about the top games for the 360, which is something we talked about on the first episode. First ever episode, that was one of the things we said we were going to do, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It's, been, it's been difficult because mm-hmm. we we'll love that machine. I, I would say after doing this, maybe I would like to maybe do a one for the any other crossover machines we had, like maybe it's the PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. Oh, yeah. Always going to be a bit more difficult because God bless achievement lists. Because they <laughs> yeah. are so helpful to remind you exactly. what games you actually fucking played. It's funny, I actually saw, I went on Who's Online and it said uh, your name when you, you logged in two days ago or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. It must, you must have just gone on your, on the website. I had to go on uh, my PC because yep. my 360 is completely defunct. Uh, so it said two days ago, Rosblood. Roseblood, <laughs> as the Americans used to call us. All right, so I thought it was quite. Uh, it was quite. It, it pulled at me heart a little bit. So I was like, oh, I remember when I used to see that and think, oh, oh, maybe we can have a game of Left 4 Dead. Oh, oh, maybe we'll, maybe we can have a game of uh, another game that we used to play together. Oh, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Before we do mm-hmm. get to that, Ross, actually remember, another ooh. callback. Yes. Won't it be? What will be? What you're about to mention here, something that was mentioned many, many podcasts yes, ago that we actually got around to doing. Yes, so you said that you put a suitcase full of loads of memorabilia mm-hmm. in a loft. Yep. Hoping that it would be your retirement fund. Yeah, before we carry on, saying <laughs> it's memorabilia is actually giving it too much uh, credit. Credit, yeah. It's just, I thought how much... Well, we'll give it away. We'll, we'll explain what it is. Yeah. Please. So I, I put it when the Phantom Menace was coming out. I put a case full of like crisp packets, like pop cans, yeah. tart that you got in in um, cereal boxes, cereal boxes, <laughs> posters, um, just anything that was free. I didn't pay for anything. Uh-huh. I just put that in a suitcase and put it in the loft. I was at my parents' um, on Thursday, I think it was. With some time to kill, so I went up in the loft and I got around and uh, I opened up this treasure trove <laughs> of um, bygone stuff, <laughs> <laughs> and it's all tat. <laughs> and so, uh, what I noticed because you, you took a load of photos and sent them to us. Actually, you've brought along the uh, Amstrad game box, wasn't it? For yeah, Empire Strikes Back yep. on the Amstrad CPC. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like a little little tape box. It's uh-huh. cool. The tape isn't in there, like, but... No, uh, unfortunately. I also Otherwise had... I just stuck it on. <laughs> I also had an old um, PlayStation 1 magazine, mm-hmm. which I was looking through it. It had a review of the Phantom Menace game, which I may be proven wrong. was meant to be shit, wasn't it? Probably. But yeah, because... suit with the movie. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> oh, but because it was the official PlayStation magazine, it got a like a fantastic mark. Did it? Yeah, we got mm. like 
nine out of ten or something. Jesus Christ! A few things of note that I spotted. There was quite a few packets of crisps, yeah, yeah. and French fries, maybe all sorts with mm-hmm. the Star Wars branding on it. A few cans of pop as well. Were they opened? No. Uh, yeah, they were empty. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you had a Fanta Yo-Yo in there, which wasn't related to Star Wars or anything. Yeah, but... there was some like stuff from like Yonder. That I wondered where they went because uh, there was. When I was at school, there was a craze for yo-yos. We had and... a Sprite one. I think we had a Fanta one as well. Oh, did you? Yeah. Because mm. were you being younger than me? It's funny, my girlfriend hurtfully said the same thing. that uh, I'm surprised yo-yos were popular when you were at school. Because the way when they were... When <laughs> was I was at school... It was all marbles bitch. for you, wasn't it? Marbles and that stupid metal <laughs> ring thing with the metal bar that you'd push around like yeah, a beamish. That, that's, <laughs> yeah, I was on Penny Farlands and stuff yes. there. So there was... <sighs> I think it was like Coca-Cola came out, brought out yo-yos with different, like there was a Fanta one, the Sprite one and yep. stuff. And I think you could go to town or somewhere and do these tricks, these five tricks that want a piece of paper to win a gold one. And I couldn't go to town? Do. do you mean like, I'm going to go to town on this or, or you go to town? I go to like Newcastle, Newcastle Town, City Centre. <laughs> like and um, That's weird. Yeah. Also, there was a couple of magazines in there. So there was a Red Dwarf magazine that yes, I had had from I back in the see day. What there was. was that a comic or was it? A... Yeah. Eh? And Sonic comics. Wow. Um, there's also loads. I didn't take a picture. Of, well, it came up blurry because time. I, I didn't have a lot of time to look in it. Oh, but I will be back, folks, <laughs> if anyone's interested. Um, there was 2000 AD comics in there. There was a Wizard, couple of, Wizard and Chips as well. Yeah, there was a Beano as well. Um, it was like a landmark issue, but it was like two thousand five hundred issue. Yeah. So I don't think that's going to be worth anything. Yeah. There was a, an issue one of something, Whoa. a magazine that no one will remember, mm-hmm. but it was called Zit. Did anyone re- read that? That rings a bell, but maybe because you've told us about it before. Well, Zit was so oink, eh, not oink. Viz is a like. It's probably is. Is uh, Jordy as um, fat caps and whippets? Yeah, I was going to think of brown peace, ale, peace pudding sandwiches. So people from out of the area know about that. It's still going Viz as oh, well. Oh yeah, yeah. So when Viz got popular, there was a few game, uh, magazines that decided to try and like rip it off. Yeah, and one of them is Zit. Okay, and I got the first issue. It was wow. free. Yeah. I tried having a look online to see if it was worth anything, but I don't think it is. Mm. I think the first issue of Viz is worth 180 quid or something, yeah, well, which is not like... I mean, it's not much at all these days, is it? What'll 180 quid buy you? Mm. Get you through the month. That's a shop, that, innit? That's a big shop. I wouldn't mind 180 quid if anyone oh, yeah, wants to give us a fuck of Viz. For a fucking copy of Viz. You also, there was quite a few little figurines from, I think, were they from Serial Packets? Yeah, there was like busts of uh, the characters yes. from um, Phantom, Phantom Menace. Because yeah. it's all Phantom Menace thing, because yeah. after I watched Phantom Menace, I was like, fuck that. In <laughs> fact, it's good job that like I didn't burn it or something on a, on a pyre. Uh-huh. Much like. Yes. <laughs> we've done that, I'm sure. We've I will have. Oh, no, I'm, I'm glad that you dug that out, because like, that, was, that was nice to see, a little trip down. Your memory lane, not mine. Your memory lane. Memory lane. Memory lane. I'll uh, I'll go into it. I'll I'll have another look inside, but um, there isn't like a lot of really good stuff. Oh, actually, I think I kept some mag um, newspapers from like turn of the millennium and stuff like that. All oh, right, like um, 
H, uh, the Millennium Bug stuff. Yeah, so just in case you yeah. lost, in, in case everything was deleted. Just in case Mad Max kind of happened and I needed that piece of paper for some yeah. reason. Could Mad Max actually happen? Do you think? <laughs> I think of all the post-apocalyptic like things, I think that's pretty low on the probability list. Like, well, stranger things have happened. <laughs> yeah. Look at Trump. Oh, political joke. Political yeah. joke. They're not allowed in the new podcast or anything. So it's time. Yeah, it's finale time. time. Three years in the making. Mm-hmm. Finally here. Mm-hmm. We mentioned it dozens of times. Mm-hmm. 32 episodes in the making as well. Yeah. Uh, we've probably mentioned we've probably mentioned all the games that we're going to talk about here. Uh-huh. I would have thought at some point over the past episodes. But this is, this is the big one, isn't it? The top 10 list. Yeah. I had to set myself, because I found it really tough, I had to set myself some rules to make sure that I could actually decide on which ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, rules are made to be broken, so I didn't stick them totally, but I did kind of, I wanted to just narrow things down. So to me, it was games that I was most excited for preceding release yeah. and, and least disappointed by as well. That's important, I think. Uh, the games that I got the most like longevity out of, mm-hmm. and the ones that I would re- I would actually return to now and play again. Yep, I think that's yep. also important. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some amazing games that didn't make the cut, uh-huh. but just because I simply wouldn't ever want to revisit them, even though I really enjoyed them at the time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's again important to remember. Mm-hmm. Also, this in I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I want to say this isn't us saying what the best games on the 360 were. These are the games that we enjoyed the most, our favourite ones. Yeah. I think there's some in my list that some people might go, oh, I think you've only put that in there to be individual. But it's, I had to think really hard and I genuinely believe in my top 10. I believe in my manifesto. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to hear what yours are as well. Not you, Ross. I know I'm looking at you when I say mm-hmm. that. I'm going to find out what yours are. So, as always, get in touch. Yeah, yeah. Love at Don Slayer at G-O-N-A-R-C-H-S-L-A-I-R or gonoxlayer at yahoo.co.uk or on the Facebook page. Please, for fuck's sake. And I'll widen the net for people as well because I know we're going to say like maybe we'll go back and do top 10s from other consoles. Uh-huh. But around this John, this time period, the 360, me and Tom, we didn't have the other two consoles that were going at that point. Mm. And in fact, we weren't very big PC players. So around that time, if anyone has top 10s for the PC... Yep. Or um, the Wii, or, or the PS3, tell me because I'd love to. Especially now that I have the play, I have a Wii and mm-hmm. I have a PlayStation Three. Because then I might there might be some games that I wasn't aware of, absolutely. and I can check them out. Yeah, we will absolutely read them out as well. Yes, definitely. But please yeah. do send them in. I really enjoyed putting this list together. I have to say, it brought back some great memories. It yes, it was funny because the list I'd wrote for back on episode two. Mm-hmm. Had lay on me a notice board for <laughs> for all that time, yeah. And I threw it out last week. Fucking hell! <laughs> but never mind. Did it, was it easy enough to put back together again? You think? Oh, um, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, that's typical. It that's is uh... typical, Ross. God damn it! Now, I believe you have also, as I have, put together some honourable mentions. Yes, yeah. Because it was so tough, mm-hmm. I had to mention some of the games that haven't made the final cut yeah I have I've got quite a few mm-hmm. 
which I don't. I hope people don't think is cheating. Mm. But I just wanted to mention them very briefly. Basically, say the name and then a line or a couple of lines of each. Okay. Do you want to do? Because I, I may well have mentioned some that you have mentioned. Yeah. Oh, I may have mentioned some that you are in your top ten. If they are, don't say anything. Okay. In the same for you, if you mention it, I won't say anything. Right. Does that seem fair? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, I would do like a, a game of tennis. Yeah. Pop. One. Psh, psh, or a game of shuttle puck. <laughs> shuttle puck. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, for me, stick a truth. I uh, hmm? Sorry? All chess. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, for me that was one of the funniest games I've played but only replayed it for achievement so I couldn't put it in the top 10 Ross and also before we move on I really want to play the sequel which is yes, out uh, yes I do I do I'm going to pick that up when it comes down in price because I'm cheap but I agree with one part of that statement I don't think you're cheap there's another you don't think I'm cheap no you're an expensive date well, expensive taste <laughs> for sure I oil my beard yeah, you'll you'll learn that just forty nine <laughs> pence cooking oils just as good. <laughs> Skyrim for me. Okay. Um, a game that it's come out again, 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 <laughs> and it has a longevity. And I would love to play a legitimate sequel. Uh-huh. It was a game that I didn't give two fucks about the storyline, but uh-huh. I did enjoy just bumming around yeah. in the wilderness. Yeah. Uh, that is one the the meme or the joke is that they're going to release a version for like people's fridges or microwaves <laughs> in the future so you'll be able to play it while you're warming your food up I've not a chance yet but there's a lot of work that I get on with who's bought the Playstation Pro and for his kids he bought the VR and oh, he's invited right. us over to have a go and one of the games he's got is Skyrim okay it notoriously doesn't work very well right but I want to have a go just for um, just you know I'm I'm open to new experiences. <laughs> you should have a go at that. Have you seen that VR chat? I haven't, no. Right, that's that's gonna that's just a recipe for disaster. It's basically <laughs> just people going into a chat room in virtual reality and creating their own avatars and stuff. And people are just fucking sabotaging straight away. There's armies of what they call them Ugandan knuckles. So you know Knuckles from Sonic. Uh, yeah. It's like this tiny little version of, of Knuckles, this little red guy, and he runs around and goes up to people and goes, Do you know the way? <laughs> that, and that's the meme like do you know the way and then you, you just bug the shit out of people there's like a whole army of them and then there's an army of sonics as well mm. and the sonics do this like clicking noise they run after people and go like that holy so it's, shit and there was, a, there was another little gif I saw of this one woman dressed up as like a, this anime well I say woman this one person more than likely a man dressed up as this anime character and he was just standing looking down at himself like this and he just sort of flicked his boob and the boob kind of went dig, 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 like that. and then he got both hands and just started rubbing his boobs and the title was this is my first human interaction on uh, VR chat so yeah that's that seems like you know um, Moss Eisley the cantina in Moss Eisley where, yeah. what's the quote the, the, oh I the biggest rebel scum in the galaxy a hive of villainy or something uh, like that that's exactly what it is scum and villainy I don't like you <laughs> He doesn't my, like you either. My friends, yeah. <laughs> Ruse for me next. Mm-hmm. R-U-S-C. I'm a, a champion for this game. It was a very unique take on the RTS genre. I love the tabletop style where you could zoom out and the World War II theme. Mm-hmm. And the idea of tricking the enemy was a nice touch as well. Yep. I never played the end multiplayer though, so I didn't think it was fair to include that in my final top ten, so it didn't quite make the cut. Ah. Rayman Legends. Oh, yes. So the two Rayman games for the 360 were, were games that um, my girlfriend loved, mm-hmm. which 
it's so unusual to my girlfriend is much of a gamer mm. but we went through both of them legends the second one was slightly better mm. because it had more variety with um the environments like some of the boss battles were um they were like almost like an infinite runner but to a music like to music mm-hmm. and it was so funny so cute the graphic style was beautiful the reason it probably doesn't make the cut for me because it's such a hard thing to do a top 10 for the 360 i thought the platforming was a bit floaty for my taste yeah but i still love the fact you know like i could play through a game that of that caliber with my girlfriend yeah and it supported four player right so maybe it's a game that i could go back to yeah. with like other people cool pre oh yeah very early one wasn't it yes it was recommended by you as quite a few of these on my list are uh, it was a very early 360 game with really very interesting physics and concepts, like the weapons and stuff like that, and the way you could kind of walk on ceilings and things like that. Mm-hmm. But there was quite a, it had quite a troubled sequel, didn't it? it? Had that game that was created and cancelled, yeah. And then the other one came out, and I, to be honest, I've missed the reception it's got. I'm not too sure how how well it did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a it was a good game. Yeah, I I thought early on there was an idea on it about going into a glass globe. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? You're shrinking down. Yeah, and yeah. you find out that you're actually in the globe. Mm-hmm. And that idea was the best thing in the game, and yeah. it was very early on. Mm-hmm. I feel it it didn't live up to it, what it could have been. Yeah. Which, Shot a load too quickly, would you say, if you wanted to be crude about it? <laughs> I'll leave the crudeness to you. That's fine. The next game is Flat Out. Um, oh, yeah, good, which good one, yeah. I, I remember playing and falling in love with it, yeah, yours. Yeah. It was a game that you, I think you picked up really cheap. Yeah. It was a br- rough... Was it Ultimate Carnage or something? Yeah, Flat Out 2, Ultimate Carnage. It's a rough rip-off of, like, uh, Burnout, yeah. it, which has these, like, daft mini-games in where you can bowl with your character, like, yes. fire them out the, like, the um, windscreen and stuff like that. The driving physics of the game isn't really very good. Mm. There's not even a lot to it. But as we've spoke about on other podcasts, episodes of the podcast there was something about the game mm-hmm. and i went through and I, I got some of the achievements where you'd have to do a season with a particular car and stuff because i just really enjoyed it uh, it reminded it me of destruction derby uh, a lot deadlight an enjoyable 2.5d side scrolling zombie game with lovely graphics and gameplay it was very simple but there wasn't really enough content to make a top 10 but uh, it was a really great game i remember I Purchase, purchasing that on uh, Xbox Live uh-huh. and enjoying it, yeah. Batman Arkham Asylum. Okay. Now, for me, tough again. The top ten's a tough, tough one. And I, I love that game. We talked a little about Arkham Knight that I'm playing now. For me, it's the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, Just very compact. Just... That's a game I would like to go back to and play an HD version of and get 100%. Okay. Borderlands. I was incredibly excited for this game. I followed it for years and there was a change in the development of the game halfway through where they changed the graphics from like realistic to the cel-shaded style. Mm -hmm. I was ultimately disappointed, unfortunately, by the repetitive and shallow gameplay. So I thought there was going to be a lot more to it, but... Like I say, I was so excited for that game when it finally came out, and I was like, "Oh my!" I, I took like a week off work just mm-hmm. so I could play this game. But yeah, I was just ultimately a bit, bit disappointed by it, which is a shame. 
Um, dishonored. Okay. Uh, I went through the entire game, and I loved it. It's a little bit short, mm-hmm. and I only ever finished it once, so right. it feels a bit unfair. Like mm. for the amount of time I invested into it, I don't think it would make me top ten. Okay. But I'm recently been playing through the second one on the um, PlayStation, and I've left it so long. It hasn't gra- grabbed us the way the first one did. The storyline's got a bit more complex, and um, I feel like I'm playing on too high of a skill level as well, which yeah. is something we've talked about in other podcasts as well, where you, we need to learn what, you know. Yeah. But I, back. I thought the first one, it just felt very Half-Life-y. Uh-huh. There's connections of the Half-Life, uh, the guy who directed. Yeah, the des- art, art design, their director and stuff. Now, I'm going to group these next two together, mm-hmm. and it might be a surprise. GTA 4 and GTA 5. Now, GTA 5, I think that would be on my Xbox One list. Right. But due to some technical restrictions, I think, for the 360, I don't think it's fair to put it on that. GTA 4, mm-hmm. again, I was unbelievably excited for that game. You know the time-lapse trailer that they released? I watched that dozens of times leading up to the game's launch. I thought it was technically brilliant, and I ploughed hours into the game, and I thought the DLCs were, well, I think they were probably better than the base game. Mm -hmm. But I just found the story and the characters just irritated us, really. You're such a massive fan of Grand Theft Auto, and I remember being very, very disappointed by 4 because of the storyline. And nothing else, to be honest. What you can do in those worlds is fantastic, Mm -hmm. but the storyline of 4, I just... I didn't like the characters, I wasn't invested. And like I say, 5, I haven't played enough of 5 to say... I was more, I think I was more excited for 5 than 4, I think. Yeah, if we did a a top 10 for the Xbox One now, Mm -hmm. 5 would be on there. Well, five's in my honourable mentions, but four isn't. Okay. Now, something you just said there, where it's what you can do in the world, that's great. One thing I hate about four is it took away a lot of the, like, you know, in, like, Vice City, you, you could get into, like, um, an ambulance and do ambulance missions. Yeah, that's right. You couldn't do that on that one. So it, They're for trying me, to be too gritty and clever with four. Mm-hmm. They try to make it too almost too realistic in a game, in a world where all you want to do is, is just doing the most outlandish things possible. Yeah. Which was a shame. I think they missed the mark with it. Uh, I agree with what you say with 5. I feel like it was a game that came out too slightly too late for the 360. Uh-huh. Like the free, My 360 was Steam literally was pumping out of its like gills yeah. when it was playing that game. I had to get an, another external hard drive just to make it work properly. To stop yeah. the popping and shit like that. It was terrible. I remember all these like things were telling you you could do to make the game run properly. Yeah. I remember the one point getting to um, the docks and just looking at the sea and just going, fucking yeah, wow, nah, this game is, it, looks so I mean, good. It still looks amazing on the 360. Like It really does. It's an incredible technical achievement. XCOM, again, it was... Enemy Unknown. Because well, there's Enemy Unknown and Enemy Within on the 360, but they're much of a... Oh, is it too for the yeah. 360? Uh, Oh, the, oh, that's right, because the one I've just finished was for the XCOM 2. XCOM 2 is for the, this generation. Yeah, uh, the the original of the reboots. Anyone know one Because I class the next one is for the next generation. Mm-hmm. It's a game that, like the sequel, it has many bugs. It There's some things... When you... Rather like... Um, the Wizard of Oz, when you find out who the Wizard of Oz is and how a lot of his powers are actually magic. Uh-huh. 
there's a lot of things behind the the gameplay. You know uh-huh. about hitting little. You know trigger you can points. you can yeah. trick the game with trigger yes. points and stuff. Once you find out stuff like that, it does detract from it, yeah. and that's why it's not me proper top ten. But it's a game I put loads of time into, and I enjoy like yeah. Fallout Three. Right, yeah. Uh, although I loved getting deep into this game, mm-hmm. deep into it, I never played it enough to justify being on the top ten. Uh, but I thought it had great mechanics and a wonderful concept. Yeah, I would say Fallout Three is rather like the Skyrim thing for me. Yeah. I enjoy bumming around, but not so much the storyline. Yeah. Uh, Portal Two. Mm-hmm. Now Portal Two, it's a fucking amazing game. But I've only finished it once. I've only played for it once, mm-hmm. and it's so short that for the top ten. For me, I was just thinking about trying to whittle these down. Yeah. So for me, I was thinking it really, I would really like to put it in there, but it's such a short game. But then again, I'd love to play through it again. Okay. Portal 2, I've I've included that on uh, my honourable mentions as well. All right. I've also included Portal 1 on my honourable mentions. Mm -hmm. I thought they were both great games and narrowly missed out on the list. Uh, the innovation and imagination to create the portal gun and the puzzles is admirable. The scripting of both is fantastic and genuinely hilarious, particularly Stephen Merchant in 2. Mm-hmm, I agree. It was really tough not to include this in top 10, but I reckon if I had a top 12, it, this would definitely make portal... Mm, port, one of them would definitely make my top 12. Right. <laughs> if it was a top 12. But it's not. It's top 10, all right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> interesting yeah I fucking love this game absolutely love this game but again it just didn't have it didn't have anything past there was no there wasn't enough replayability because for me it has to have replayability mm-hmm. something I want to go back to and I would never play it again but I just thought it was a fantastic game it was really good the time control elements and the music and I think Jonathan Blow was a bit up himself mm-hmm. we're going to get personal but to be honest, you know, to have the moxie and balls to make a game that done that the Xbox Live. We've oh. talked about this on where, uh, that, well, well, what's the indie movie one? Yeah. Where we talked about maybe the Xbox needed a character like him. Yeah. He influenced some change, I suppose, really, because mm-hmm. the Xbox reevaluated their uh, uh, the, the approach to indie gamers and stuff. Indie developers, sorry. Uh, and a lot of that would be down to his sort of attitude and the way he spoke out about them in the past so yeah. fair play 
So this one, I have a feeling, might be on your list. But it, again, it's such a tough one for the top ten. Red Dead Redemption. Okay. Now, for me, Red Dead, I don't... I feel like I don't love it as much as everyone else. For me, I mean, I'm not going to mention all the good points about the game. It's, it's fucking class. It mm. is. It's a brilliant game. But for me, some of the little things left it left us a bit cold. I loved the storyline. Like, I liked the end of it. But the repetitive nature of some of the side quests, some of the random events, and some of the world was, by its very nature, to actually feel real, was a bit repetitive looking. Mm -hmm. Because of that, sometimes playing Red Dead was boring for me. But the game has some wow moments Mm -hmm. and... I am so looking forward to the sequel mm-hmm. because in the end it was a fucking class game. It's just these little tiny things that for me made it not be in my top ten. Fair play. Fracture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was admittedly quite broken. Yeah. Uh, but it had some fantastic mechanics. I thought all concepts of mechanics like the terraform and stuff I thought was really good because it was a really early game as well. Mm-hmm. But that last boss... Yeah. Fucking hell. It That's has... the game that you ripped in half, isn't it? Yeah. We, me and Tom had a gentleman agreement to see who could finish the game and get the most achievements. And my, I finished the game and it didn't give us a fucking achievement for finishing it. Now, yeah. bearing in mind, Tom says the last boss, fucking hell. It was a slog that took us about eight, well, four or five hours to do. Uh-huh. And well, it, it ended in me snapping the boxing hole. <laughs> that was a game that when we were talking about a while ago about weapons... Interesting weapons in shooters and games. Yeah, that had some interesting weapons. Oh yeah, we were mentioned. Uh, I'm sure we were mentioned the grenade. It was one of the vortex grenade or something. That was one of the ones that we we spoke about. Mm-hmm. Right. This is a game that if we're talking about me and you personally together, Resident Evil Five. Oh yes, Resident Evil Five is the last Resident Evil I truly loved. Uh-huh. I I did finish the new Resident Evil. Six and the seven as well as the latest Six one. is god-awful. Yeah. I couldn't get past... It's a, it's a bloated mess of a game. But the new one, the, like, the one, the reboot... Almost like a reboot. Aye. But five, for me, I'd read that five wasn't meant to be very good if you played with the AI. Okay. So, luckily enough, Tom, you had me. Who, right at the end of the game... Do you remember when we were fighting Wesker at the end of the game? You were like, I don't know those quick-time events. And uh-huh. it was like, I hadn't. Uh-huh. Uh, listeners I'm not very good at quick time events and it, the pressure of having to fucking do them knowing that Tom was nailing them every time but getting to that point did we play it together in the same room or was it all no online? it was over at Xbox Live because then when we finished it, uh-huh. it my achievement popped up and your achievement it. didn't so I had to do it all again it was the experience of that game that I enjoyed yeah. playing it with you more than the actual game like definitely I, I liked the game I, there was Stories, I remember the the start where it had a kind of um, a, a, a spike in the gameplay, very similar to 3. Uh-huh. So 3, Resident Evil 3, uh, sorry, Resident Evil 4. On 4, you're in a uh, village and yep. it gets like attacked by all the villagers and it ends with this masked guy with a chainsaw. It's fucking rock, right? Uh-huh. And when you're playing the game, you're like, this is the first bit, how yeah. about like... That does exactly the same thing on um, five, doesn't it? And I remember saying to you, 
I think we should turn down the skill level. <sighs> and I remember you, and I'm so glad you said this. No, fuck it, we'll do it. <laughs> but two or three days later, yeah. we managed to do it. And I'm so glad. It was a it was a messy game. Yeah. But I love the feel. I just like, remember that first bit that you're talking about, where it was like in a market or something, wasn't it? You had to was, climb on yeah. top of the the market stalls and things. Yeah, to just keep avoiding the building at the end. No, it was good. I really enjoyed that experience. The saboteur, remember that? Oh, I I never played that actually. It was kind of like an Assassin's Creed sort of game set in World War Two environment. Uh-huh. Uh, there was like a real, uh, like a noir aesthetic to it. Like literally, the the whole world was black and white and then when you completed quests or missions sorry and eliminated the nazis from certain areas it turned into like color but the color was brilliant like an oil painting uh-huh. so it was like a really interesting idea that's how you kind of knew you'd liberated different areas mm-hmm. the clunky controls and frustrating ai means it couldn't get in the top 10 though i remember that getting a bit of controversy about something like did i have prostitutes in it or, or yeah something? yeah there was titties all right no, there was titties in it mate well, talking of titties, there isn't any titties in this game, but it is fucking baffling. Bayonetta. I knew you were going to say Bayonetta when you said talking of titties. <laughs> no, I never got a chance to play Bayonetta too because it was only on the Wii U. Uh-huh. See, I've talked a while ago on the PlayStation 2 and Xbox, original Xbox era. I love them kind of hack and slashing games like um, God of War and uh, Devil May Cry and stuff. Uh-huh. This this particular generation we're talking about, for me, there wasn't a great because I didn't have a PlayStation, so I didn't have access to God of War Three. There wasn't a very, there wasn't a great amount of good ones out. Mm. The Devil May Cry wasn't that good on the Xbox, although DMC, which was the reboot, was fairly good. Mm. But anyway, the best one that I played j- during that time period, because Ninja Gaiden as well, Ninja Gaiden Two was terrible. I thought. Mm. With Bayonetta, it was bat shit crazy. Yeah. And it would wind people like you. You would hate it. Yeah. But I liked it. And it it had that Japanese it, it had that certain feel to it. Wackiness that, almost like Yeah, it did. Uh, uh, I mean you were like punching in, I think possible moments. At the end I think you punch a planet into another planet. Of I course. think that's something of you course, do. Of course, yeah. Gears of War? I'm was, surprised that's in your honourable mentions. To be yeah. Well, the first Gears of War, definitely. Mm-hmm. It was the first game I played on the 360. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did actually like the story and the third-person perspective over the shoulder. Yes. It was the only being able to hold the two guns, having to choose between the two of them. Well, it was it was free, technically, because you had a hand. Well, yeah. Okay. Only being able to choose between the three guns, including mm-hmm. the handgun. Uh, it was the first online multiplayer I played as well, and I did have like quite a good laugh playing the... Team Deathmatch mode. Not the Horde mode. Uh, well, Horde mode wasn't in the first one. That's why I didn't play it. Or was it just Gears of War 2 that introduced that Ge- Gears of War 2, I believe, got uh, started that. Ah, well, I hate Horde mode anyway. And then I put a little note saying, see Red Faction Armageddon. Which doesn't get an honorable mention because fuck that game. <laughs> fuck it in its arse. Dead Space 1 and 2. Yep, I've got that on my honorable mentions as well. Yeah, just uh, very different games. Mm-hmm. But... Both had lasting memories, really. Yes. Uh, the first one, uh, we've talked about them before, really. Yeah. So anyone interested, you know the I mean, drill. The lift moment it was genuinely scary in the, the first, the start of the first one. The the weapons, I love the weapons. Mm-hmm. Again, the over the shoulder perspective, it was felt genuinely claustrophobic at times and, and anxiety inducing. Yep. 
But yeah, the weapons, how you had to dissect the enemies to kill them. Love that concept. What were they called? Necromorphs, was it? Yeah, exactly. Some of the set pieces in the second one probably would have pushed that one ahead for me, but the third one was not all, all that good. Oh, the third one was a mess, huh? Yep. But it was, I had to think really hard whether that was going to make it into my top ten, to be honest. One of those two. Yeah. Yeah. Special really, memories of that. It was yeah. really close. Uh, Mirror's Edge. Ah, yeah. Technically amazing and innovative. Like a concept. It was kind of unlike anything else, really. There's a free running, mm-hmm. actively avoiding combat. I love that game. I thought it looked beautiful. It blew, my, blew me away. Like it, it was one of the first games that I saw that I could really see the potential of, of the the 360 the graphics it could produce dice as well do you do you feel that, that um i'm looking at like battlefield the way you can vault over like stuff yes. in do you think it had a lasting legacy like like yeah, it's making almost, things more it's almost like mirror's edge was a game that they produced to work out kinks of uh, movement that they then took on to other games because That's what it feels like a tech demo that they, they produced just to show what they could do I mean, notoriously, platforming in first-person shoot-em-ups uh-huh. used to be absolutely atrocious, but I feel like it's got a lot better. I wonder if they shared any of that tech with Respawn for Titanfall, the wall running and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. that was one of the first games where you saw that sort of stuff, wasn't it? And then, obviously, that other shit game, <laughs> Brink. Brink? Oh, yeah, I, which yeah. had showed so much potential and ended up just being poor. That was a shame, that game, because like, I was really looking forward to that. That doesn't get an honorable mention, though, as far as what I've just said. My last one, it's not on here, but I, it's uh, Halo 3. Okay. Very tough decision, but mm-hmm. Halo 3 for me. The campaign didn't feel as special as the other Halos. Uh-huh. I, I sunk so much. Halo 3's multiplayer was the time that I first started playing online, and it was a double-edged sword of loving it, but then realising that, oh, I thought I was good at Halo. Uh-huh. I'm not. I'm getting fucking my ass kicked. Yeah. I've got a few more. I'll right, I'll let through. you. Limbo. Yeah. Yep. Wonderful little uh, 2D indie game. Again, not enough replayability to, to get into my top 10. The Medal of Honor, the reboot. Oh, I never Controversial. played that. I played the balls off this one. Right, yeah. I got full achievements on it. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I kept playing it. The multiplayer was by DICE, and mm-hmm. it reminded us a bit of the way they'd approached Battlefield 1943 ah. feel, uh, but it was it was infuriating, so I would never go back to it. But the story was good as well, you know, the story was, it was like set in Afghanistan, and it was like kind of following quite a few different soldiers, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was good, I liked it. Warfighter was a piece of shit though, the sequel to that. Homefront, I was incredibly excited for this game as well. I was expecting a first-person version of Freedom Fighters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lens Do you flare. like Freedom Fighters? <laughs> <laughs> I remember the lens flare it looked lush. It was like a lens flare effect that used all the time. Mm-hmm. One of the things I said that we were talking about avoiding kill fatigue, where it's just enemies respawning non-stop, yet when you played the game, they hadn't. It was just it was prevalent all the way through. So it felt like they kind of just led us up the garden path, and I don't like being led up the garden path. <laughs> They kind of tried unsuccessfully to copy the Call of Duty multiplayer as well with the mm. the um, kill streaks and stuff like that, I believe. Medal of Honor definitely had that, but it was a bit of a mess. Hydrophobia, remember that? Oh, I... Yeah, I loved that game. It was a bit roby. It had this water physics, like they built the whole game around this engine that they had, this water physics engine. And it was kind of like, again, a bit like Mirror's Edge might have been like a... a 
testing ground for movement. This was like sort of way that they could display these physics. Mm-hmm. It was a deal, uh, sorry, a sequel that never came out. Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was good. I just have good memories of playing it. Yeah. Driver San Francisco. Mm-hmm. It had this mechanic in it where you could go right out of the car and look around the map and go to another car. I which... remember that it was a baffling idea they'd come up with, yeah. but cool at the same time. And then GTA Five just went, "I will have that," and basically yeah, ripped the idea off. It was closer to the original driver than any others. Mm-hmm. I think it had a really nice atmosphere. It didn't even. I don't think they tried to have a bit where you could get out of the car. I think they scrapped that entirely. I think that's how they came up with that mechanic of change, yeah, like going into different so cars. Do it. I thought that mechanic though it really made the game. It was it was really it was really smart because he was mm. in a coma. The storyline he was in a coma the whole game. That's how he could do it. Oh, I guess um, that's scientifically. Accurate. It was good though. Good game. Yeah, it doesn't it have Tanner. to be sound. <laughs> I think it was Tanner again, the, the original character that went back then. But it was good. We enjoyed it. Alan Wake. Oh yeah, that might have been on my eye. I mm. loved that. Had fond memories of that. It was a great story, well told, incredibly innovative enemy, enemy with the the torch. You weaken them and then use your gun to kill them. Yeah, yeah. The atmosphere was genuinely scary at times. You know when they sort of the storm closed in and it was kind of everything was whipping about like a storm, like a windy storm and stuff. I remember the start when you're on the uh, you're on the ferry just going over to the mm, island. Yeah. It looked beautiful, uh, like just a like well designed. It was a bit full of itself, though, kind of like a bit like... Meta, wasn't it? Like Yes, and a bit like the sort of Bioshock Infinite kind of storyline sort of thing where you just think, how am I? Just give us a game to play I instead mean, of kind of being so full of yourself. Spoiler for my top 10 and honourable mentions, I haven't put Bioshock, any of them, okay. on my... Uh, because, because of that, mm-hmm. it okay. really wound me up. I think Alan Wake ultimately became a bit repetitive. That's, it did, yeah. But I was eventually just happy to finish it. It was a little too long, I feel, which is a yeah. it's a weird criticism to give to a product. Mm. Uh, and a penis. Tomb Raider. Oh, that was good, yeah. I thought it was a great reboot of the franchise. Uh, it was overly heavy on the set pieces and scripted moments. Though. It got stupid near the end as well, uh, the storyline. I've never finished it, but I do have it on the Xbox One, I will. Mm-hmm. I plan to. But it was technically great and very attractive. But the multiplayer missed the mark. I feel like they were trying to copy Uncharted as well. Like, trying to basically bring Tomb Raider into the Uncharted yeah. style of game. Uh, recently, I played The Last of Us, and when I was playing the multiplayer of that, which was established, mm-hmm. and it was fucking tough playing against mm-hmm. proper teams, it felt like a bit of a rip-off of the Tomb Raider, but I assume I think Tomb Raider might have ripped them off. I don't know. Mm. The multiplayer I'm talking about here. Yes. The final honourable mention would be Max Payne 3. Oh, I forgot. I, yeah, I really liked that, mm-hmm. yeah. Didn't quite capture the atmosphere of the original Max Payne, like the noir sort of set in no. New York with the, the narration over the top. Uh, the bullet time, though, was... In the original, was revolutionary. Mm-hmm. I recently watched a video, actually, on online of, of someone playing it, and it looked great. You know, it looked really good still. That's by, um, You can buy all games on PlayStation, and I think right. that's on... Uh... Okay, right. Uh, it made you feel like you were in a film. Mm-hmm. The Matrix games, Matrix games utilized it well too. Some of them, anyway. But I didn't really like the brighter setting of Brazil as much as the New York setting. Yeah. Uh, but the bullet time felt great. The movement, you know, when you land on your on your back and you're kind of rolling around and looking about and mm-hmm. stuff, it looked awesome. Uh, the multiplayer game was innovative because you had the bullet time and line of sight with people. You could mm-hmm. do the bullet time in multiplayer, which is hard to. Program. I don't think I ever played the multiplayer. 
it was just dominated by people who were much better than me and that always fucking got me ass kicked it also gave me the confidence to grow a beard and shave my hair <laughs> that's an end of my honourable mentions yeah next up Ross and Tom's top 10 360 Xbox games na 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 Here's a message from our sponsors. The reflex is a lonely child to sing in the dark. The reflex is a bowl of dog shit, isn't that bizarre? The reflex couldn't find my arsehole even with a map. Because every little thing Reflex does is a really good reason to tune in too. So try not to miss it. Oh, I feel really, really nauseous. See, there's something to do with the continuing pointlessness of existence. Or oh, that bloody pie. Family baker, I'll put a brick through your window. Put the pie through the window, it was tough enough. Black, 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 black. Right, Ross, are you ready? I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. Fucking do it. Go. Go. I'm nervous. I'm so nervous I'm going to have a wine gum. Wine gum. I'm also especially nervous about my first one because you put portal in. Okay. Mine, mine. And so, no order, remember, people. No order, yeah. This isn't what, like, they are, yeah. It's just 10 of our favourite. Yeah. Orange box. Controversial. I was going to say before, mm. because one person, when I told him we're doing this, Chris, mm-hmm. he said, are you counting Orange Box as one game? I would. One product. Right. For me, I'd, I'd only ever played Half-Life 2 properly, because I played it on the PC, a little bit of Terry's. But, you know, to sit down and go for the storyline, I played it through on the original Xbox. So I'd finished the game, and the original Xbox's version of Half-Life 2 is not great. Uh-huh. It starts off yeah. strong, but it's just technically it's struggling. Times. So later, later, when I got me 360, I remember you going on about Orange Box. And as a product, I know it's fantastic value. Yes. But as a product, I was thinking, oh, well, I've already finished Half-Life. Yeah. I've, uh, Half-Life 2. I don't really... Ha- I wasn't online at that point. Mm-hmm. Shockingly, I know. I hadn't dived in yet. So, so can so I just I put, say it's Half-Life 2, Portal 1, Team Fortress, and then Half-Life 2, Episode 1 and 2. Yes. Right, okay. So Team Fortress 2, to me, seemed pointless. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but I was like, I didn't like the sound of Portal, like a puzzle yeah. game. Mm-hmm. So I was like, meh. I agree, actually, about Portal. Yeah, I didn't like the... I wasn't kind of... It didn't appeal to us. So I was thinking, uh, anyway, I bought Orange Box, and I played... And instead of just going to the, the episodes, I thought I'll go through the original storyline yeah. again. I'm fucking so glad I was. Because oh. it was a good conversion for the free The 360 could do the conversion yes. to a good standard. Oddly enough, I recently read that um, the PlayStation 2, uh, the PlayStation 3 version isn't very good at all. Really? Apparently, mm. it, it's buggy and that. So I played through them all. And I went through all episodes. We've done a Half-Life special, so you know how much this podcast loves mm. Half-Life. I started playing Portal one night. I finished it that night. Yeah. But I fucking loved it. Yeah. I went back and tried some of the challenges. I couldn't believe how such a short game had so many like memorable moments. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't really like Team Fortress. We've tried it before. It's a package. It's probably controversial to put it in the top ten, but it's a package. Yeah. And fucking class. Yeah. It's like Half Life is one of the greatest first person shooters. Absolutely. And Half Life Two is as well. It's a class franchise that we've talked about so much. Can't argue. Can't argue. Good choice. My first one, Bioshock. Ooh, because I've just mentioned it. You brought me on this. I remember seeing the, the cover of it and thinking it, it just looked irritating. <laughs> I never liked the look of it and I just thought, like, what's that? What's mm-hmm. that game? And then you got it and you said you should try it. You should definitely give it a go. But I've got so many good memories of this game. I really love the universe it was set in and the enemies. Rapture, wasn't it? Rapture under the water. Aye. The, all the enemies were like just insane. Mm-hmm. Pretty terrifying and grim. The plasmids, I loved the concept of the plasmids. When I started thinking about the game, like I was thinking there was so many different things. I remembered like the hacking games and stuff and the machines where you get the plasmids out. And yeah. Obviously choosing between whether to keep, like to harvest the little sisters or uh, to free them. Uh, from the really, big daddy. Yeah. I, I did lo- like that uh, mechanic. Uh-huh. That was clever, yeah. There was a video as well. I don't know if it was the menu video at the start with the, the guy fighting and the big daddy ends up drilling him in the in the chest. No, I think it was just the, the, if you left the game, we played that video. Maybe yeah. I loved that video. I thought it was awesome. It was really like visceral, and the opening sequence as well, crashing the plane and swimming in the water. That's memorable. Yeah, one, where of, my favorite, the... one of my favorite opening scenes to any game. It's just what's going on. Mm-hmm. The twist as well. I know what you were saying about the kind of Ken Levine sort of almost pompous, deliberately confusing storylines. A bit like Hideo Kojima. Mm-hmm. I still really like that storyline. I think it's the 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 most like the one that's easiest to understand, or the one that's best, like most enjoyable to follow. Mm-hmm. And the twist at the end, I thought was fantastic. Yeah, um, it, I've got loads of resounding memories as well. But one of me most is when one night I was playing it, and it was like a really bad blizzard. This was like twenty eleven or twenty ten or something. No, yeah. And Kelly was asleep on the sofa, and I was just playing this game, like doing the fucking stupid hacking games. But for some reason, that memory is always it always comes back to us. It's like one of my favorite gaming memories. So that's why I've chosen that game. I remember how top 10. claustrophobic it was as well. Absolutely yeah. claustrophobic it was. Yeah, I just, I, the universe I thought was fantastic, mm-hmm. and I, they've never recreated that. Bioshock Two obviously was by different people, and Infinite I just thought was just fucking I just didn't get. I didn't it at gel all. with that. No. No. The AI character put me off that game. Yeah. I forgot that was a 360 game as well. It just shows you how many oh, fucking yes, it was, yeah. 360 games it is. Yeah. Next one. Yes. So we went from a AAA title on yours. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go small. Compact. Yes. Okay. Meat Boy. Oh. So it's another obvious choice for me. But I remember playing it on a... It was on a um, Boxing Day. Terry had came over, as was the tradition at the times. And we're going to get pissed. And I had a flu thing like I have now. I remember start. It was like one pound fifty or something for the game. Yeah, bloody hell! I remember buying it. So it had been out for a while. It must have been yeah. And six hours later, <laughs> me so fraud it went away because I drank so much crack and rum, <laughs> and we'd got to like the third level or something. Yeah. I love everything about me, boy. I love how tight the game is. Mm-hmm. I love how it's made us realize. That these indie development games can be just they can be better than AAA titles. Yeah, I love the references to other gaming franchises, which mm. are subtly done. I love how badass the game makes you feel mm. when you get something right. 
I he, I love how it doesn't penalise you for dying. Yeah. I love how it just it has so much like so much love and fun packed into such a little product. Yeah. So that I love the game so much. Mm-hmm. Strangely enough, through doing some research for this, I've realised that the sequel's coming. Yes. And I have some issues and some alarm points. Three of them really are major ones. Is Edmund's not involved. It's, in all intents and purposes, an infinite runner, even though it's saying that it isn't. And next, it was originally developed for the Switch Mm. and... Mobile game. Mobile, wasn't it? Yeah. You only use two buttons. So you know what I'm going to do? Mm. I'm I'm not gonna pass judgment. I'm gonna buy the game okay. because of how much I love the other game. There's another game in my top ten that changed things up from a franchise that I liked. We'll get to it. <laughs> now, if I had a thought to myself, "Oh, I'm not buying that game because I don't like the difference, the changes," yeah, never know. I would never have played it. So, Meat Boy, all my love and how much I liked the original, I'll buy the second one and yeah. I'll see what I think of it. I mean, it'll not sour your opinion of the original. No. So it's as long as it's not too expensive. It's kind of you're not really going to lose. No, no. And like you've always said, you've got to support those sorts of games to make sure that they keep making them. Otherwise, they'll just give up. Mm-hmm. But it's the other guy, isn't it? The one that was in the documentary. Is it him that's made it? Yes. Oh, and just him. I mean, he was the coder, really, yeah. wasn't he? I, yes. I, I would hate to sell that Edmund short mm. because I love his ideas. His yeah. But he's got lo- loads of other stuff going on, hasn't he? He's got loads of other games he's releasing. Yeah, Binding of Isaacs went over to Switch, hasn't it, just recently? Yeah. I mean, I read up and it said, Super Meat Boy Forever, it's called, will be a true sequel mm-hmm. in that the story is set after the first game. This time, Super Meat Boy and his partner, Bandage Girl, have had a kid named Nugget. So, of course, the nefarious Dr. Fetus kidnaps this beefy offspring. And we've got to get him back. But like you say, two buttons, that's all you have in the whole game. And it's it is it's more like Mario Run than anything else, which is a bit worrying. I've just realized remembered another thing I don't like about the sound of it. What's it's that? uh so when you start a level it stays the same. Yeah. But if you turn off the game and go back to it, it Different. changes the oh, levels. Yeah. So it's a game about memory mm. which will change the game levels if you turn them off. Apparently it, it they can be played forever and it gets progressively harder and there's daily challenges as well. So if you like that game you might have to quit your job. I know. It feels like I, I just hope it's all right. <laughs> because if it's shit, it's going to like shame, upset right? us. And if it's too good, I'm going to just fucking... <laughs> it's got to be mediocre. Yeah. Is it my turn? It is, yes. Batman Arkham Asylum. Was in my honourable mention. Yes. Though. This, again, another one that you recommended to us. I had no interest in it when it first came out. I remember playing a demo and me and you talked about how we thought the demo was terrible. Yeah, yeah, I do. But when I bought it and played it on your recommendation, completely changed my opinion entirely. I thought the scale of the game was impressive. I did actually like the Riddler trophies, the idea of, of collecting them in the first one. And the gadgets, like the Metroidvania-style gameplay, how you can unlock the different gadgets and sort of return to different areas. It was so satisfying, wasn't it? Because yeah. you're like, oh, I've got this. I can go yeah. back to that little bit. That Brilliant. Because the Riddler trophies, I agree with you, on mm. that game were just right. Yeah. And the, the, the way they were written and stuff, and you had to think about where you were going. Mm-hmm. City just was, they were just crammed in everywhere, and you had to look for, oh, there's one, what's this puzzle? Well, um, I think it's like a hundred in Arkham City. Uh, Arkham, 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 Knight, Arkham Knight is f- 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and Tom you go around the corner man and something else is like there's uh, like a weird bat thing flying above you and you're mm. like oh that's something else I've got to do now <laughs> thought the combat system was revolutionary mm-hmm. the voice acting and animations were fantastic Agree, Mark yeah. Hamill wasn't it is uh, Kevin Kevin uh, Conroy I believe played um, Batman yeah and yeah, Mark I, Hamill wasn't it I think Mark it was either Mark Hamill did do the Joker or somebody doing an impression of him I think it was Mark Hamill but a good impression because he's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, love that game. Had to put it in there. Do you know what made me get that game? I listened to a podcast there called World One Stage One. Yeah. And they were going on about how good the game was. And I played the demo and I hadn't liked it. Yeah. So I went back to it and bought it. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, fuck, I'll give it a go. And I fucking loved it. Fair play. So me, me next one... Left for Dead 2. Okay. And I'm going to put this. What is it left to say? <laughs> that was a bass drum high up. Thanks. Are you not saying anything else about that game? <laughs> was that it? <laughs> I think we've said so much about it. We well, have. It's, true. it's a brilliant fucking game that if it got released, if it did. De- like, I want the sequel, but if a fucking HD remastered version came out on the PlayStation 4 or uh-huh. an Xbox One, I'd have to buy an Xbox One, but <laughs> I'd fucking play it again. Yeah. I love it. The maps have so much fond memories. It's mm. just a fucking... For me, when I think of the 360, I think of that game. Yeah. I mean, on that note, my next one would be Left 4 Dead. Two. One. Ooh. Yes. You really think one's better than two? For me, I do, because... Mm. I think I was more excited for Left 4 Dead 1 than I have been for any other game ever. The build-up to it, the demo that we played, was one of the best demos I've ever played. I agree, yeah. That the, half of uh, No Mercy. Yeah. yeah. The, the first trailer that I watched again dozens and dozens of times, the same as like the Grand Theft Auto 4 trailer. I just used to watch it and just it was just so good. Mm-hmm. Again, it was the one that just did not disappoint at all when it was released. I felt it came out and I just thought that's exactly what I was expecting, exactly what I wanted. Right. I preferred the characters in one. I didn't like the characters as much from the second one. Mm-hmm. And yes, the second one did bring a lot more, like the melee weapons and stuff like that. And eventually, Left 4 Dead 2, you could play the original maps on it, but yeah. that came later uh, as additional content. So yeah, it has to be one for me. I, when I think about the maps in one and the atmosphere, the feeling I get, I got when I first played it, it has to be one for me. For why I picked two because initially I was against two coming out was yes. I thought one was released it was too small of a game initially for right. me just personally and then two came out I bought it because it was like I was addicted to a drug I loved one so much uh-huh. but then when I started playing two the extra infected just gives so much because we like playing versus don't we uh-huh. on that game more than every anything else oh, yeah. it. so on versus you take a chance you take control of the infected which are special like to try and stop the survivors uh-huh. and the ones that added into two for me made the game just so much tactically like better like uh-huh. um stuff like the charger and the spit and stuff like that yeah the maps on the second one for me like i have so much fond memories of on one i only really like no mercy mm-hmm. i loved like i loved all of the maps on the on the second one and i remember me and you See, we went through No Mercy, didn't we? Day yeah. one, we played that oh, game yeah. and oh. we went through No Mercy. When we got Left 4 Dead 2, 
was it the parish we the went parish through? parish was the first level, yeah. That I only ever went through initially with you. Uh-huh. And I think we might have done the one with the... Um, the cornfields, maybe. Or the sugar... With the, uh, the sugar factory, factory yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. With a lift. See? And the storm in the petrol station. Class. But it, it's tough picking one. Like, oh, I, yeah. I, I love both of them really so tough. much. Yeah, I went more with me heart. Next up. Uh, right, well, another predictable one for me, Dark Souls. Right. I remember being disappointed. I used to read Games TM. I remember being really disappointed that I couldn't play Demon Souls. Oh, yeah. Because it was only on the PlayStation uh, 3. Mm-hmm. And when... Because they give it 10 out of 10. Right. And they hardly ever give any games 10 out of 10. I read the review and I was like, that game sounds so much on my street. When Dark Souls came out on the 360, I, I bought it new, which was a rarity for me. I remember my girlfriend went away for like two weeks and I bought that game after seeing her, you know, like saying goodbye to her for two okay. weeks. And I never stopped playing the fucking <laughs> game. I was so addicted to that world. And I know you tried it as well, so I can't like say you haven't given it a go. But for me, everything about it works so much. I love that fucking environment. And doing research for this podcast, they're making an HD remake yes. coming this year. That's right. And I will get it, and yeah. I will go through it again. Uh-huh. I just, it's it's like a drug to us. It's something <laughs> about it. Fair play, mate. Fair play. Next up is one that you again have mentioned in your honourable mentions, mm-hmm. Red Dead Redemption. Once again, I was unbearably excited for this game. Yeah. The, there was a little... I remember you, like, how... The you development were. trailers. Uh, the, the way they produced the development trailers. It had this guy with a really deep voice talking about the mechanics of the game and stuff. Mm-hmm. I used to watch them obsessively, just getting excited for the game. I just thought the... Again, it was another one that I wasn't let down by. I know what you're saying about a lot of it was repetitive, but mm. I just loved sinking myself into that world and just almost role-playing it, like... Just wandering around, riding around on your horse and seeing like one of the dynamic events and just going over and getting involved. And yeah, there was a limited amount and you, they were a bit repetitive, but mm. if you just kind of got yourself, like I say, trying to role play, just getting yourself into that mindset and I just loved it. Absolutely loved it. I thought the graphics and mechanics were beautiful. The world it did look wonderful. Like it really I've did seen look it great. Just recently and mm. On the 360, it still looks and class. The sunsets and everything, the skies just look beautiful. Uh, the, I thought the story was really engaging, especially when it got to the end. Mm-hmm. And then, spoiler guys, if you haven't played it, don't listen for the next 10 seconds. But obviously John passes away and then you come back years later mm-hmm. as his son. I mm-hmm. thought it was a brilliant touch to avenge him. I just thought it was exactly what I wanted. Yeah, The multiplayer was innovative as well and inspired what we've got now with Grand Theft Auto Five to a certain degree. It's interesting mm. to see what Red Dead, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2 multiplayer is going to be like. I would imagine very similar, except with shark cards, but what would they be called? Fucking... Chips. Roulette Poker chips. chips. <gasps> it will be. It will be. Well done, mate. Thanks. So, yeah, that has to be in there for me. Yeah, it was a tough one for me. It, mm. it is class. Yeah. I was only seeing them little things for me just because it's... So hard to make it up there. Absolutely. My next one. So you mentioned Fallout Three. Right. Fallout New Vegas for oh, me. Okay. Right. I had a love hate relationship with Fallout Three, as I've said, and Four. I think the storylines just aren't very good. Yeah. And there's something about like there's only so much you can do in that world. It's got to be kind of what what would drive you? Why would you? Why would you 
persist why would you want to live you've got to have something to go for it's going mm. to be a relative or something like that and every time now but why does it always have to be like these annoying fetch quests and yeah, like bollocks yeah. like that so what i thought new vegas done so well and now i've got to be honest i think part of this was actually i sat down and i put a rule uh-huh. i would read all the dialogue okay. i wouldn't click past it now, I don't know if I could have got away with doing that with three or four uh-huh. because the dialogue's so shit. But with this, it it had factions in it and mm-hmm. it was about keeping the factions um, like sweet. Okay. And if one faction turned against you, like you'd have problems with them. The whole storyline about you being a courier and you had this chip and you didn't really know what the end game was kind of made it an unusual take on Fallout. Now, it has a lot of criticism about how buggy it was at the start, uh-huh. and I had issues with that. But there was something about it. I love the atmosphere, and I remember some of the moral decisions in the game were actually quite difficult to, to make. Yeah, The storyline just resonated. The actual environment felt a lot more grounded and realistic, as bizarre as it seems, mm-hmm. to free, which free felt like they, they put all these massive landmarks and strange places to go to, yeah. which was great for a bit of tourism, but it kind of took you out to the side of the world. Yeah. New Vegas, it was set around the dam. There was a massive dam in the in the game, mm-hmm. and it just felt like a lot of the places, the points of interest felt a lot more realistic. It's a personal game, and yeah. I might people might think I'm fickle for just picking it. No, no. But yeah. I just I That's loved it. That's what it's about, in my opinion. I've gone with me heart more than me, me head with a lot of these. Um, a lot of them where you'd kind of go, really? You've chosen that over that? Like the obvious ones? Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's what it's about. Yet another one that you mentioned, your honourable mentions, Ross. Mm-hmm. XCOM Enemy Unknown. I adored this game. I really did. Again, it was another one where I, I, I think, again, you recommended it to us. I saw it and I thought, oh, that looks interesting. Mm-hmm. And then you played it and said, oh, yeah, it's good. You should blast it. And I did. And I, it's another one, the same as the memory I t- told you about Bioshock. I've got memories of playing this game and just being, just feeling completely, like, immersed by it. Yeah, it's just, lush, just that feeling. Just deep. Doing research to see what the best way to create your base is. Exciting, isn't it? Not yeah. like not cheating, but just to what's because I, I tried it so many times and I was dead. Like my base was wiped out within like the first couple of months or whatever. Mm. So I was like, I must be doing something wrong. So I did a bit of research. Build this. Get your satellite uplinks first because you need to get as many satellites to stop the um, losing your countries. The, the countries getting into panic and stuff like that. Don't launch your satellites until the end of the month because you can see which ones have got the most panic so you can reduce them before the month turns over. Mm-hmm. All the diff- different little strategies just to help you actually get a good um, standing in the game and then you get to a certain point where you feel like you're really taking the fight to them instead of like getting your arse kicked. Like yeah. you say, there's lots of little ways to sort of almost cheat or to... But I think the game is so fucking difficult that you have to exploit those things if you want to see the end game. The base management was addictive. Naming your soldiers, actually giving them some personality, yeah. designing the colours, although it was limited, actually making these soldiers feel like you, someone you care about and then losing them mm-hmm. and playing Iron Man difficulty and actually losing them. Like, permadeath, you just yeah. say, oh, God, it's just, it's like, it's fucking heartbreaking. I love the atmosphere. It was so foreboding. Uh, the sound effects of the aliens, you know, when they're kind of like, 
you can hear a noise and it's like, what was that? Yeah. And then when you actually see the little cut scene of the three aliens and they kind of look up and run away, it's got that piano. Yeah. Just fuck, I loved it. I'm sure that bit was from the original games. Yeah. For some reason, I recognise that. But I, like even now, I've got Enemy Unknown. Uh, sorry, Enemy Within is. I've got that backwards compatible on me Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And that's the one I'm trying to work through. I want to play through that, which is basically the same game, but it's got mechs and stuff like that. So it's like a, uh, it's a standalone game, but it's mm-hmm. just got more meat to the bones. So mm-hmm. there's more things. The end game's bigger. Uh, essentially, I, I, I think that's right. It is the same storyline essentially. And I'm looking forward to getting Xbox XCOM 2 once I've gone through Enemy Within, whenever that'll be, when it's nice and cheap. Nice, yeah. He- it. Heeding your warnings of it. <laughs> yeah, you might get a lucky break on it. It uh, might even run better on the Xbox. I might have fixed it by then. It's a Halo Reach for me next. Ah, okay. So, I was wondering which Halo game you'd go for. Like, it had to it, be one of them. It's got to be a Bungie one for yep. me because um, Halo 4 and the remake of Halo all by 3-4 Studios. 3-4-3, three, three, is it? 3-4-3, three, 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 yeah, yeah. You're right. Both of them by that studio. It's just... Uh, Not for you. The graphics got better and the constructed more set pieces and stuff... But the AI, the AI got worse. Because I'll read out something what they said about the marketing for Halo Reach, right? Rather than scripted enemy encounters, they focused on an open-world approach to battle. Mm. Now, for me, that's what Halo's like. Halo 1 Mm. had this amazing... So you've got three or four different sort of enemy units. Yeah. You've got this type of weapon now. What do you do? Mm, and yeah. that's what Reach Get involved. Big environment. Reach was slightly better because the graphic engine was um, better than Free. Because I thought Free, apart from the lighting, looked quite old on the 360. Uh-huh. And that's why part of the reason I didn't put it on the, you know, why this got better. I also thought the storyline was good. It was about the fall of Reach, which is where all the Spartans were. So it's kind of got a melancholy mm. atmosphere to it. Also, it was the last game Bungie made. So mm. it was a Halo game. Before they've sold us all and went to fucking Destiny. Yeah, and I, I always remember reading about Destiny and thinking, I love that game. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I probably will you love pro- it, you know. But you probably, they probably should have fucking made the game that everyone wanted instead of just <sighs> ruining it. Well, um, I don't know what it's like because I had a quick... Before I got a a PlayStation 4 and I played it on the Xbox One and a PlayStation and I liked it, but I was only playing team death matches. Uh-huh. So I was like, whatever. I probably still would like it now. It's the, the gun, if the gun plays there, then you'll probably like it. But I don't think the scope's there with... Because with my resounding memory of Halo, what I used to like was when you sort of... 
not literally, but you could roll up over a hill and you'd see like almost a battle going on, yeah, yeah. and you would roll, get involved, and you'd have to make your way through it and survive. And it was like it was all about that, the big scope. That I, was what I loved about it. I agree with you. I mean, if you go back to Halo One, I, I loved the feeling of fucking awesome. You, you just felt fucking badass yeah, as yeah, yeah. as the Master Chief because you were taller, mm-hmm. and you you know you had human people. Helping you who were useless, but who depended on you and looked up to you. And yeah. there was loads of bits it's where him. they would say, "Oh That's my God, there saying. he is!" Yeah, yeah. the, the legends feel. are true and yeah. stuff like that. It's fantastic. So I, that's why I put Halo Reach in. Plus, I thought the multiplayer was was class. Yeah. They the tried to make it a bit more of a level playing field. Mm-hmm. It's the last Halo game I truly loved, mm-hmm. and if I had a work in 360, I would go through it again on Legendary. Right. So fair play. The next one, I, w- I would be surprised if this isn't on your list. Okay. Red Faction Guerrilla. <laughs> That's the next one. Yeah. <laughs> so, <sighs> fucking hell. I think at some point we should do a Red Faction special. We've talked about that quite a few times and we'll talk about the game more then. Yeah. And we've talked about it quite a bit so far over the last 32 episodes, but mm-hmm. I just fucking love this game. Absolutely loved it. At times the world did feel maybe it's a little bit empty, but when you did come across something... Like it made up for it. The destruction of the buildings, the way that came down, which you you don't see in any of the games. No, never, you don't. Your no. battlefield touches upon it sometimes, but you just don't see what they did. No, you could level a, you could level a fucking massive structure yeah. to the it's ground. Fantastic. The different weapons that you could get, like the standard assault rifles and stuff, but then the destruction weapons. That yeah, hammer. like a particle thing. Either hammer. Always called. had the hammer. The mechs as well. Remember the mechs that you get in? You just go on rampages. All the mini games, just destroying everything. Yeah. It was crazy, absolute crazy scale. The multiplayer, right. which was had some just brilliant ideas. Those backpacks, mm-hmm. all the different special abilities the backpacks had. For anyone who's interested, what would happen is on the game you would pick uh, a backpack. So you had your stand. It was a third person like shooter mm. where you holded three weapons. Well, actually, you hold, did you hold four, including your hammer? Had was a pistol, I'm sure. Oof. I think the what was a grenade. Did that count as one? Mm, can't remember. Well, anyway, you you had your standard weapons, but you would also have a particular backpack that would do a, like a function. So you had a simple one there where it would heal you for a certain length of time. So there was a there was a strategy to that one, uh-huh. or there was one that I loved called the Rhino, where yeah. you would fire it and it would like push you forward uh, and you could like smash people out the way with it yeah, or smash, smash through, walls, through and walls and stuff there was one that would like tremor the floor or yeah. the jetpack as Tom's mentioned mm. or one called the thrust that would just fire you straight uh, up into the air through this, but that yeah. would like knock people who were around yeah. you and stuff that just had so much tactical like ideas which weren't even in the single player yeah. the, the, um, exactly yeah because I was shocked because the demo was the multiplayer yeah and we tried it. At first, I was like, Ugh. and then we played it a few more times. I was like, fucking hell, actually, this is brilliant. Yeah. And then when the single player came out, I was like, well, where are all these backpacks? I know. And then you were like, oh my God, they created all that just for the multiplayer. It's like they had, they could have easily just done a shitty death match mm-hmm. and just had what was in the single player, but they went, no, we're going to create a brand new concept and just have it. That was just genius. Absolutely well, genius. Remember when I mentioned with Meat Boy that. Uh, I could just think, oh, I don't like the sound of all these changes. Mm-hmm. And I says, well, there was a one on my list that I, I could have thought the same with this and yeah. not bought it. It was Red Faction. Uh-huh. Because 
I'm was a bit sniffy about third person shooters. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like first person shooters more than third person. Mm-hmm. So the other two Red Faction games were both first person. Yes. So when I found out that they were making a sandbox game, which yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of anyway, uh-huh. right? But they're making a sandbox game on a small budget, uh-huh. set on Mars, it's third person. You think And I was like what the fuck? I don't like the sound of this. <laughs> but then when we played the demo, uh, I was like, I'm so, this is amazing. I mean, I know we've said that we're not putting them in any order. However, yeah. if I had to choose a number one. Really? Yeah. I it would be. Would, I think that would tough, be it, like, like, it's. I really, I really think that would be it. But I'm, we're not doing that, so I'm not going to say it would be. Class game, man. So that was your next one. So it's back to me then. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Having said what I've just said. This next one could also be my top one. Okay. <laughs> so that's why we're not doing the top. <laughs> right. Battlefield. Which one? Mm. Now, I'm not going to say just yet. I'm going to tell you which ones it isn't. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Battlefield Bad Company 1. Okay, I never played that one. It was the first ever online shooter experience of any substance that I had. Mm. It, uh, I remember I got it and I played through the single player. I was like, all right, okay, this is pretty cool. Didn't really have any concept of what Battlefield Online games would be like. Then tried it. Absolutely loved it. The destruction and stuff like that. The the choppers and the maps. Some of the scope in the maps were huge. I was like, wow, this is possible. Mm-hmm. Impressive. I think the next Battlefield game I played was 1943. So that's Which the I next got, one. Yes. The next one that isn't what this one is. That was one of the most addictive online games it was it was really you could almost say it was like an indie title i suppose because it was, it was so, so small, small. Yeah. i was three maps three units like infantryman uh scout mm. and uh whatever else was there like a heavy or something i think so and it was kind of that was what medal of honor multiplayer was like really there was only three characters you could choose from so that was kind of followed that as closely mm. the planes you could it was so colourful as well, that game, if you remember, like, yeah. the island and stuff. It was beautiful colours, a lovely palette, flying the planes around. Like, the scope of that game, because considering it was so small, it was one of the first arcade games I ever played as well. And I just, that set the standard for me. I was thinking, fucking hell, this is what I is capable. It being slightly more expensive than some yeah. of them. It was, uh, like, 210, yeah. where most of them were, like... It was, game up, it was uh, what was it, Game up, not Game of Points, it was uh, Microsoft Points. Yeah, it was, uh, they've got rid of that now, haven't they? The more the arcade, Summer of Arcade and shit like that. And, uh, but that one, again, when I saw it come out, I thought, eh, what's that? Bought mm. it and just thought, fuck, this is absolutely brilliant. Me, you had some brilliant yeah. sessions on that. All of the little um, postcards you could unlock and all of the medals you could unlock and stuff like yes. that. It just kept you coming back. Obviously, got some... such a small game. The yep. problem I had with that was the uh, player base just died off. Yeah, came back a bit. I remember I used to keep going back to it every few years, and it, there was still people playing it. But it's another one I wish they'd do back was compatible because I think there'd be a big resurgence. Oh, ah, yeah. It was just such a, a wonderful package. Mm-hmm. Now there's two more games it could be. Right. I'm Which interested. one is it not? It is not Battlefield Three. Yeah, I would agree with it. Was I feel I'm sorry to pipe in here, but I would I feel that that was a game like Grand Theft Auto Five that just came out too late for the yeah. 360. Some of the I mean the hype for this one for me was huge. It, I was very very excited for this game and it pushed the 360 to the limit. I would agree. 
some of the scope was too much. The maps were too big for how many yeah. players you could have and stuff. Well, the difference between the PC and the like the PC had the it was 64 versus 64, the most that Xbox could get, and it was at a push it was 32. These 32, I think, in it. Some, oh, I think it was actually it might have only been 24 v 24 at that point. I, I, but it was um, it was still looked incredible that jet sequence, mm. the graphics, and that was just oh. The single player though got it was the start of that. Just a fucking tech demo, really. This yeah, yeah, teaching you how the the mechanics of mm. things that you would have to use in multiplayer. Uh, Battlefield Four actually was on the 360, but I never played it on the 360. No, that was a game that had come far too late. Uh, yeah, it was it was broken. It was, well, it was broken for a mm. long, long time. So that leaves one game, Battlefield Bad Company Two. Absolutely fucking adored. This it's game. on my top ten. Is it? Yeah. Oh well, yeah. let's talk about it together. Again, it it was. It, after playing Battlefield by Company 1 and playing the multiplayer, I was very much looking forward to this game, just mm-hmm. to build on what was already there. The single player, it was much of the same, really following those four guys, and yes, I played through it, but the only reason I played through it, this was, this was actually the start of this for me, where I would get the game and I would blast through the, the single player just to get the multiplayer. Yeah, It was one of the first games that made us think, just release the multiplayer version, I'm not interested in the single player. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things now where... Whenever I'm playing now, I'm playing a multiplayer game. I'm very rarely playing, and I'm finding it very difficult to push myself to play a single player game these days. Yeah, and this was probably the start of that. The destruction again was fantastic. The level design I loved. I knew some of the levels just inside out, like the back of my hand. The destruction is what um, I put down the first mm. time I'd ever seen anything like that. Because mm. you've mentioned in this list that there was, you'd say like, oh, this was a game you made me aware of sort of thing mm-hmm. for me with Battlefield you kept going on about how good it was and I yeah. got it really late uh-huh. and I fucking loved it I I got me character class that I loved so much the medic and yeah. I just I was never off it man yeah. I was yeah. just just that start up music that doom yeah. <laughs> doom <laughs> just constantly playing yeah I just I, I thought it was fantastic and then they go and release in my opinion, one of the best DLC. Which I never played. And I Did wish you not? Have. No. I think it's the best one. I mean, maybe it's controversially the best one that's ever been released for a game because it was so comprehensive. Mm-hmm. It had three maps and then they had this little thing. So it was a Vietnam, uh, Battlefield by Company 2 Vietnam DLC. And uh, it had this competition where you had to do, it was like a community challenge. Snake, 97. It's a community challenge where uh, you had to, <laughs> as a community, achieve a million like what was it a million revives or something like that it was like a million something and it was leading up to Christmas and I said when you do that we'll release the new map mm-hmm. and I remember it, we were getting really close and I was checking every single day online I was like oh my god we're almost there and then they just dropped it they just went oh we're going to release it and I was like oh and I was disappointed because I was like oh but we almost achieved it Yeah. and it was just leading up to Christmas and I was checking every day like oh when's this map coming out and this map was just fucking wonderful it was the best one out of all four that came out uh, and it finally dropped, and it was just brilliant. Honestly, like, yeah, I that would it would that I haven't said what I just said about Red Faction. That probably would be me top one, but we're not doing that. We're not saying the top. But it was just it was just wonderful. It was a fucking brilliant game. It was so like, I, again, I I never played an online shooter mm-hmm. like that. Just the hardcore mode as well, mm. which is gone by the wayside now on Battlefield. Oh yes, uh, the hardcore mode. Oh, the hardcore mode was like 
It was the best it's ever been. No, no, like regeneration of help, mm. which meant the medics were like important. Mm. I also just had, I'd never played a game where you had classes like that yeah. and the use of like vehicles. Uh-huh. Actually, can I just interject with something from Battlefield One? Recently, I've been trying to get the assignments mm-hmm. before I put it to bed for the new year. So I started flying planes, oh. and I started realizing that. I've been using the bomber for so long that now I've been using the attack plane. Guess what? You're I'm good. fucking classic. <laughs> and how satisfying it is. It's unbelievable. I played, I uh, picked Battlefield 1 up again earlier this week and I'm shit at that game, you know. Oh. It's too, this. it's too much. There's too much going on. Aye. The new maps and the DLC, uh, there's not enough cover. There's not enough buildings. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It made us go back to the days of remember Battlefield Bad Company 2 it had some better modes than any other game had any of the other Battlefield games like it was a couple where there was basically squads of four yeah four against four against four against four there was one map where there was there was an exploit where you get on top of this waterfall and it overlooked this sort of waterlogged area mm-hmm. that was one of my favourite maps like out of all of them but particularly on that squad Squad mode. I think you could make you had the ghillie suits. If you remember, the was that not yeah. team death match? But there was just like there a... was a there was a team death match. But I'm sure there was also like a what was it? It was I'm sure it was like a squad squad one with objectives. I can't remember exactly, but there was one mode in that that game that mm. was just better than anything else they had. And I used to play that to death. It was fucking brilliant. So yeah, that, that's that's why that's in my top ten. Yeah, class, wonderful. Oh, also, there's rumours of Battlefield Bad Company 3 coming. Oh, is it? Either this year or next year. Apparently, there's two Battlefield games coming. Mm-hmm. One of them is that, and I believe the other one will be... What was it going to be? Maybe it's the World War Two. It's going to be World War Two, isn't it? It's going to be... I still... I'm a sucker for the franchise. I'd, yeah, I'd buy I'd them now. probably would get it, but I'd probably hang fire on the DLC. Uh, this, this well, I haven't bought this one at all. No. Back to me again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Split second. Well, I'll just give you a split second. <laughs> <laughs> this game, although this is one of the ones that I think people might go, oh, you're just saying that one just to be different. But no, I fucking loved it. I mm. absolutely loved it. It's one of the, one of the probably one of the only driving games I played on the 360. I played things like, out. well, actually, I haven't said that. I did play quite a few. Dirt. I got Dirt at one point. I got that shit. Forza. One of the Forza games. Uh, but this is one of the first. only ones that I just played the hell out of. Got full achievements, of course. Had that DLC that never came out, which was disappointing because it, it uh, thing uh, teased it at the end. It was Disney. Was oh, Disney really? game, I. Mm-hmm. I'd love a current gen sequel. I think the concept, because if anyone doesn't know, you're driving around a track, uh, and you're sort of in a movie, supposed to be in a movie. Every now and again, you'll you'll charge up your boost boost thing by doing like sliding around corners and overtaking and shit like that. Every now and again. It'll show something up on the on the map that you can trigger, and it'll be like a, an explosion or a huge container ship crashing into the harbor. That, that was the famous one, yeah. Uh, completely changes the layout of the map, and it was just a, it was the when it was so intense when you were driving around at high speed and you saw something coming in like a plane crash mm-hmm. was one of them. It just looked incredible, and it was it was just a brilliant game to play. Really intense and exciting. The multiplayer was really good as well, and oh, I was cool. I was pretty good at it, which was the main thing. So that would definitely be in my top ten. I, I, I got that and I enjoyed it, yep. but I didn't play it to the extent that mm. you did. Mm. Loved it. Rocksmith. Is it a game? Really? Wow. 
The reason being is, so Rocksmith, for anyone that's uh, not aware, it's not rock band or one of them things. Mm-hmm. Rocksmith is the one where you have you plug your proper guitar in. Right. And um, you you play along. So the, the one I'm going to pick is the sequel, which is Rocksmith 2014, because it's slightly better than the first one. Mm-hmm. I had some bad issues with the sequel, like where the disc fucked up. Mm-hmm. So essentially, what you do is you get a yeah, you get a custom cable and you plug it into your three sixty. You do have to piss on with a few audio settings because the lag can be bad on the mm-hmm. game. When you play it, it has it has mini games for you, like to build up your speed or your strength of your guitar. Bear in mind, it's all you know. It's on your proper instrument. Yeah, it's impressive. So, like, if, when you're learning songs, they'll start off simple mm-hmm. and then build up and build up until the point you're playing the proper song. And, you know, a career mode where you, you're learning how to play some something like um, I Got Mine by, by the Black Keys or uh-huh. Rebel Rebel or Paranoid Android. Rebel Rebel. Yep. When you learn to play them and you hit that point where it takes all the stuff off the screen mm-hmm. so you're playing it just from memory oh right yeah also it's it helped me as a guitarist it it helped me with chords which was a weakness of mine it helped us appreciate bass lines and stuff because mm. on the second one you can play three different things for each song you can play rhythm lead and bass so it, it taught us and you can play a bass on your electric guitar which you know, it's a bit limiting because try doing slap bass on your fucking... Like, Can you slap at a bass, then? I slap at a bass. Because <laughs> there was a Red Hot Chili Pepper song and, you know... Are you trying to say that I wasn't the first person to show you what uh, playing the bass oh, was Oh, really sorry, yeah. Uh, well, I just thought only gods could play a bass like that. baby. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. So, it's a game that, if I had a 360... I would still be playing okay. with me guitar. Time, uh, Not timeless, but unlimited content. Sadly, me 360's dead. I want it for the PlayStation 4, but it's ex- it's an expensive game to get yeah. on a second hand, especially with that custom cable, because I believe the custom cable's slightly different from the 360 to right. the PlayStation. Okay. But Typical. it's a game that I wish that had made a newer one, because we're getting better every time. And there was technical issues with it and problems with the audio and the lag and stuff like mm. that, which was infuriating. But, you know, it was getting better every time. Mm. And it taught me some stuff about, like, on the guitar. It was a great teaching technique. It made guitar playing fun. Yeah. You know, like, if I set aside a certain length of time every week to play on the guitar, putting an hour of that under Rocksmith mm. felt like a break, a, a different angle to come at playing guitar yeah and it's a great thing for a console to have oh, cool excellent choice my penultimate choice terraria oh yeah Ooh. Ooh. so if anyone doesn't know uh it's essentially a 2d minecraft but with a point to the gameplay <gasps> oh did i just do that i loved it uh, i was very excited again for this one coming mm-hmm. out you can build and loot thousands of items. They updated it loads as well through the time that we had it and played it. I've got it on the Xbox One as well. Mm-hmm. I can still play it if I wanted to. I can fucking play it if I wanted to. It was a randomly generated world. Had loads of charm and rich depth. Literally. 
if you went down, created a elevator, I went all the way down, which I Aye. believe you did. Yeah, I did. Uh, it was, that was frust- the first thing I did, actually. <laughs> it was frustrating on the hardcore modes because obviously you could drop all your loot at any time if you died and lose everything. Mm-hmm. Have to go all the way back down and collect it if you if you wanted to. Uh, I had a lot of good experiences online playing with you and with Michael as well. I got Michael hooked on it for a while. I love the music. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking of that right now. <laughs> it was one of the games that I used to rush back home from work. I haven't done that since I was a kid, rushing mm-hmm. back from school. I used to rush back home and get on the sofa straight away. Before and get some mining in. Because that's what the game was, was like. <laughs> before I'd done any of the chores, like I hadn't even ironed my clothes for the next day, I used to fucking I get on. I did some mining. Just, <laughs> I just loved it. I absolutely loved it. I was addicted for quite a while. Um, yeah, I loved that game. Really did. I still go on my top ten. Yeah, I like that game. I remember once playing on it and my girlfriend came in. She's like, what the hell are you doing? Mm. Like, I was like, mining? I need to find this much, I don't know, what actual obsidian or something. Yeah. Obsidian's so hard to get. <laughs> I remember creating like the, the biggest house, which was destroyed by one of the updates that like, tore this big rift all the way through the, the entire um, oh. level, so I had to reload. But that one was this beautiful big castle and I'd put like this damaged spire that looked like it had fallen down over years and stuff. It was class. Do you remember when I visited your world and I looked at your house and it was amazing <laughs> and we came to mine and it was just this fucking... It was just practical, wasn't it? It's like, well, that's just a door because I don't want the zombies coming in. I, was yeah. like, oh, I know, but like I've got windows and stuff and right. it's just... <laughs> I've got a greenhouse. Like, Does it do anything? Like, no, no, but... My my door my house also just had a hole in it because that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to go to the <laughs> yeah. you know just an easy access. I had a spiral staircase in mine. Fuck, <laughs> I could only dream. Yeah. So my last one's a difficult one, yeah. and I'm not entirely happy with it. But okay. I'll tell you what I don't like about it and what I do like about uh-huh. it. It's Street Fighter Four. Oh right. And Should have got an honourable mention for me, I suppose. What I don't like about it is I don't really like the graphical style uh-huh. of it. I don't like the new fighters. Uh-huh. I don't think playing it on the uh, on the control pad is the best thing yeah. like in the world. And I'm not very good at it. <laughs> but what I do like about it is choice. the hours me and Terry spent yeah. with with two characters of choice uh-huh. getting pissed and playing as with him blanker mm. even though I think Terry is good with like the probably the more pro characters of Ryu and Ken and yeah. stuff or me Honda and just playing it online random getting like oh it's fucking Ryu again like <laughs> someone playing as Ryu yeah. again and I'm Honda what the fuck can I do now was he watching me persevere with that lass <laughs> just oh that was hilarious <laughs> when for listeners it's an early kind of anecdote when we went over your house and we were playing it and uh, I, I've never been very good at Street Fighter. I just, uh-huh. I fall back on the same attack patterns and like, it's frustrating for me as it is for anyone playing against uh-huh. us. And I was playing against Tom and he was Sakura uh-huh. and you'd learnt like eight, nine, ten in combos yeah. and it just showed you how poorly so matched she is uh-huh. because, I mean, at some points you, you'd left yourself open uh-huh. but then other times you hit us with these combos and literally a, a two-hit combo from Honda uh-huh. or a slap even took off just Slapper as much down. energy uh, that was a cracking game 
I remember getting Super Street Fighter 4, which added even more characters. It's hard to balance, though, when it gets to that point, because there's so many mm-hmm. in it. Cool. So that's your list done? Yeah, aye. Tough one. My last one, then. Do you think you can guess it? Ah, just go for that. State of Decay. Oh, of course, yes. Yes, has to be. You championed that. and I, I, I never got it, and I'll tell you why. I never got a few of these games. I had a, such a small hard drive for me, yeah. and I never upgraded. Oh, uh, I should have, really. I think I got the... Was it, did it go up to 320 or something in the end? I got the biggest one. Because I, I gave you a... Was it a 60 or something, or 120 maybe, when I upgraded? I'm sure I... Or maybe I sold that no, one. No, you didn't... Because I was using memory sticks, man. Did I not give you one at one point? You no. Sure? Did I not? I was using memory sticks, <laughs> and I only had a, I had a 12 gig hard drive, uh-huh. right? So when we're playing Battlefield and stuff like that, I was having to run them off fucking, like, all these little stick drives that uh-huh. you could put in the 360. But then uh, I f- they were restricted in the size that... The 360 only read uh, 12 gig ones. Right. It wouldn't read 32 ones. I'm sure I intended to give you a bigger one. No. Oh, excuse me. I could have bought one myself. I don't know what put us off it. Uh, I, I should have done probably this. Probably the money, the finance. Will, yeah. I, I, it's <laughs> you think, fact, well, why should I do that? I always thought my 360 was going to die any mo- for yeah. the last two years, man. <laughs> it felt like it was going to die. I mean, State of the Cape, again, it was another one that came out quite late. It was in quite a small budget independent game. Mm-hmm. Microsoft backed it. Uh, it was an Xbox exclusive. I followed it for years, following them on Twitter and everything, waiting for the launch. Finally came out and I just, I just fucking loved it. It had, if anyone's ever played it, it's set in a zombie apocalyptic uh, world. Mm-hmm. It's kind of middle America almost. You control a character who... Uh, he's off on a fishing trip he comes back with his mate and the world's gone to shit you've got to just basically survive kill zombies survive build bases recruit survivors who then take over you can you can switch between any of the survivors they've all got their own skill set they've all got like this little notebook which tells tells them what their sort of traits are and personalities mm-hmm. you can train them they level up and you can pick different skills different sort of attack moves and things like that and different attributes you go out and loot and you come back and use the loot to build up your base to build different areas in your base like you've got to choose you can move to a different base entirely if you want uh, you pick up different weapons and learn like skill up in those weapons and stuff so mm-hmm. you create like a really powerful character but there's permadeath so if you go out on a loot run or a scavenging hunt the game gets harder as it goes as well of course there's a storyline mm-hmm. But I think the best mode was uh, this one mode where you would just play the best part of the game, which is just the looting, building up your base, and then once you get to a certain point, you can move on to a new map. But it's just the same map, but it's sort of refreshed. Uh-huh. So everything that you did's gone. You only take a certain amount of survivors and loot with you, but you start again, and mm. the game gets harder and harder. It's like a new game plus. But like I say, it's got permadeath, so if you go out in a scavenging hunt with your best character, you come a cropper and you get stuck, you lose that character, it's like enemy unknown. You, you, you lose someone you're invested loads of time in it's like heartbreaking yeah <laughs> um, because it was such a small budget game the combat and the animations and stuff were pretty choppy but it had a charm to it like it was obviously they'd invested a lot of time and effort and you could see that love in the game that it created mm. and it sold like hotcakes it did really really well State of the Gate 2 is coming out I'm still undecided on what that's going to be like we'll see it doesn't look like 
it's a massive improvement on the first one, but maybe that's not a bad thing. Yeah. I'm not as excited for this one as I am for the first one, but mm. I'll, I'll take a look at it when it comes out. That had to be on there. Class, I just, yeah. I absolutely love Like I say, I, I convinced quite a few people to get it. Michael, I convinced him to get it. Another lad, Paul, I used to work with, convinced him to get it because I just I loved it so much and I wanted it to succeed. Mm. So I used to just tell everyone, get that fucking game, it's brilliant. But I, another one that I was excited for and didn't disappoint in any way. Class. The community was the the people the managed people who managed the community as well, in the way that they managed the community and support of the community was fantastic. Mm, what uh, company were they in? Undead Labs. Undead, what have they made anything else? Yeah. Or uh, there was another game actually that they were making. What the fuck was that? It was totally unrelated to that universe. Um, I think it might have been some sort of card game or something actually. Mm-hmm. But that was probably just something they created to help them finance the next game. So was State of Decay the first game they ever made as a, yes. uh, a company? Yeah, Undead Labs, that was their first wow. release. The guy who, uh, sort of, it, the CEO or whatever of Undead Labs, I think he's done other things in the past, but this was their first release. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Brilliant, yeah. Bit rough, rough at the edges, but yes, awesome. It could be forgiven because it was such a masterpiece overall yeah you can forgive it the little little bits that and because it wasn't full price because yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. like that's something i mean rounding off this episode that uh the 360 just me personally and and tom as well was to the indie and the small budget games yeah which is something i hadn't played since the commodore Absolutely. i it guess was, you just didn't access them could you it was no stakes steam was about then it was just coming about and that had all the all this stuff like that. And of course, this was the first console that I personally had that was online multiplayer. Yeah. So I, I had it for that. a year before I got it online. Yeah. And that changed something you've been saying a lot about, like, the multiplayer. When you get a game that's got multiplayer in it, it kind of, it pisses all over single player. Yeah. A lot of single player um, experiences, which mm-hmm. is a massive shame. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to experience more single player stuff this year because I feel feel it's sometimes better to try things because we've been looking at this list and there's some great single player games on this list these lists isn't there that will you there's know lots I want, there's, there's so many I want to experience I do want to continue with Fallout 4 I want to get Witcher 3 at some point because I've heard so many good things about that oh on that mm-hmm. that's Cyberpunk 2077 that one from uh, CD Projekt Red, that loan the trailer for that was uh, that was what I was going to say in the first episode. I'm just remembering now. Right. The trailer for that was released five years ago mm-hmm. on the 10th of January or something. On the 10th of January this year, they just tweeted beep. And that was it. Just beep, <laughs> and it's kind of like it kicked back into life again, just to remind people oh, right, and people yeah. are speculating. Oh my god, the game's just around the corner because they're going to follow the Fallout Four Bethesda launch strategy, where they, look, they announce it a couple of months later, the game comes out. Oh, so yeah. that's one to look forward to. But yeah, I do. When I get into a single player game, I do love the feeling of being in a single player game and and thinking back and going ah. Oh. But then there's nothing worse than playing a single player game. Because we always go back to the, the, the limited time we have. Um, I spend an hour on a single-player game. I don't get past one bit that I've been trying to get past. It's a waste of time. And I think, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. I've wasted that last hour, and I've still not passed that bit. I would I would say, though, it's well I enjoy it. I mean, because there's bits on Dark Souls and stuff where 
for an hour I could be just doing nothing but sometimes getting a hiding is part of the experience well as that saying spending time doing something you enjoy is not time wasted yeah it's true but it's just finding that game I just find it difficult to to sink myself into a single player maybe you just need the right one yeah maybe it's Red Dead when that comes out because you're you love the way they make games Mm -hmm. and I think that's possibly might be the one that could get you back into it I still can't see that coming out until the end of this year mm. like it's supposed to be spring but I can see them putting it back because it's been quiet for so long I think the next thing we'll hear about it is oh yeah guys it's coming out October yeah I really do but hopefully it'll be worth the wait Ross is there anything else you want to say about the top 10 360 or anything else we talked about today well no just uh, that we enjoyed this well I've enjoyed talking about these games and I, um, I agree I hope it wasn't boring. Like I hope we didn't repeat ourselves too much over the years. No, I don't think we did. So, I think the passion is evident. I, that's what I feel like this this particular episode and getting this this top ten together. It's reignited some of my passion. So I was just saying there about single player games, and I was I was talking to Michael quite a bit about this mm-hmm. when I was putting the list together, and I was thinking about my experience of Bioshock and how that made us feel, and and Arkham Asylum in particular. And I, I started getting those feelings again. It's like fucking hell. I really enjoyed just completing that whole process of going through a game yeah. and thinking about it and going, God, that bit was class. That bit was good. Yeah, I just, I really do actually enjoy playing these games. But like you say, it's finding the right one. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's reignited that for me. Just the memories and just thinking how there's a little bit of turmoil about the gaming industry at the minute, especially with loot boxes and things like that, and how it's being monetized and. But there's still some shining lights out there. CD Projekt Red are one of them where mm. they'll, they'll create a game, create content, and they'll not fuck the customer over. They'll understand that it's about creating something for someone to enjoy instead of creating something to create revenue. Yeah, They're one of the best ones out there for that. And I just like the fact that they prospered so much that they're allowed to spend time on creating the next thing that they've, they've put their passion and soul into. Mm-hmm. Same with State of Decay. We mentioned that game there. That's kind of how I feel about that company. So we've got to support those people. Support yeah. those developers who are actually creating these nice games. These really nice games. Nice games. So in the next episode, who knows what it's going to be about. Yeah, it's up in the air, isn't it? Yeah. The Star Wars one is in the works. We'll get to that at some point. If you want us to get to it sooner, give us some money. Yeah. If you don't, give us some money. <laughs> I'll give us some money so I can take a few days off work <laughs> and just, I don't know, play some old Star Wars games. That'll be lush. I'm just Do rummaging through getting a wine gum. Yeah, one more wine gum. Eh? Have one. Let's have one. So please, wine gum. as we said before, do get in touch if you want to tell us what your top 10 360 games or top 10 games on any console. We will read them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gonox Layout, G-O-N... A-R-C-H-S-L-A-I-R. Nice. Don't at yahoo.co.uk, I think. Just get in touch, man. Mm-hmm. Parting words, Ross? Oh, just drop me wine gum. Um, <laughs> That's great. Parting words is, look to the skies. <laughs> <laughs> My parting word is claret. Is it? Yeah. That's what I'm going to spill your fucking claret. Well, I've got claret now. Shit. That's the one I fell under. It's kismet. Well... That's it. Thank you very much for listening to
funny, my girlfriend hurtfully said the same thing, that uh, I'm surprised yo-yos were popular when you were at school. Because yeah. the way when they were, when was, I was at school. It was all marbles bitch. for you, wasn't it? Marbles and that stupid metal <laughs> ring that you push with a metal bar. Ah, oh, shit. As he nearly Oh, my God, my foot's caught underneath the mic stand. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Yeah, Harry, you okay? Oh, that was... Scary. 